Peter Sumich is with us for station sponsor Bunbury Farmers Markets. Extreme venue, extreme freshness guaranteed. He's with us to review round one of the AFL. Hello, Summer. Morning, boys. What a great weekend it was of footy. It wasn't a great weekend for our West Australian clubs, unfortunately, Summer, with the Eagles and the Dockers going down. I might start with the most immediate, which is Fremantle yesterday. 62 inside 50s for seven goals. Your article last week on Nat Fife needing to play more midfield uh, than, than Ford for Fremantle to win, well, that ended up proving rather poignant, didn't it? The Dockers struggled inside 50 and Nat was stuck down there. Yeah, look, um, I, I just think that for Fremantle to go for, they, they've got to have... Five, look, and that's only my opinion. Um, you know, every coach has got uh, a certain way they want to select players and put them in positions, and, and that's up to Justin. Um, my opinion is that I think Nat still needs to play some midfield time. Um, when the game is up for grabs, boys, with, with, um, with Shane um, and Jacob, when uh, halfway through the third quarter... You could sense the game was up for grabs. That's when you put in that five in the middle. I didn't think their midfield, uh, Sarong and Brayshaw, Brody and, and um, Amira, at any stage got on top. So to put a bigger body in against Steele, I thought was the answer. And then move. You know, Cox is taking all these marks. Tavenard couldn't touch it. Five couldn't touch it. Tracy, unfortunately, was, wasn't uh, his day. Um, and, and the ruck out of sorts down forward. But it, so why wouldn't you put Brendan Cox for the last quarter, throw him down forward and see if he can take a mark, which is marking everything else down back. St Kilda really weren't going to kick any more than 10 goals, as they did. So it was up to Fremantle to make the move to, to, to kick 10, 11 goals. And, and unfortunately, Justin and the match committee did nothing in the box. And, and they, they're holding sway with what, you know, they want to leave five forward and, and do this. That's all good and well. But, hey, you cost yourself four points. I'd rather just change it up slightly to get your four points and then go back to five forward. But, um, unfortunately, it cost them four points and uh, that might cost them at the end of the season. Yeah, they didn't shift the magnets, did they, Pete? Um, but also, too, again, just not brave enough or bold enough with ball in hand and particularly... Uh, in that second half of the game, I think the uh, you know the seven defenders had nearly 190 possessions and they took 81 marks. So um, a lot of back half um, uncontested mark stuff. But yeah, again, just not brave enough and ability to overlap and create and take some opportunities with ball in hand. How, how would you go, Shane, at half back and and me playing centre back in those you know back in our day and racking up 30 odd possessions, easy possessions, and that's what it is. Your fantasy points and everything else. Skyrocketing, but I, I, that, that's why I, I just can't understand. Um, and if Justin wants to go down this path with his game plan, and I was uh, listening um, or watching um, David King on Fox Footy last night, and he even said that you know their game style is, is outdated. If he wants to keep going down that path fully, you know the, the game style of the. Um, Collingwoods and the Richmonds and the, and the types of Melbournes, that's the style you want to be playing right now. You can find yourself out. Look, we might be all proven wrong, or he might be proven wrong, David King, but yeah, that chipping around and all that, you just played in the Ross Lyon's hands. The Ross Lyon outcoached him yesterday, let's be honest, and, and, and Justin didn't change anything with his match committee to counteract that. Yeah, yeah the inability because they couldn't shift, well, they shifted the footy, but it just enabled St Kilda's defence behind the ball to, to set up and you know they spent no energy in defence um, 
uh, St Kilda, did they? Yeah, it's, it's an easy get. I, I was there at Fremantle when Ross Lyon was there for five years, and and I know that style, and I I know how it can work, and and you know he was always going to put it in place. But what Ross lacked was a little bit of uh, offensive style, and it looks like he's trying to get that with um, the new brand of footy as well. So incorporate both, but his defensive style. That was always going to be in place, and I know how it works. It shifts and rolls and and, and pushes up, and um, you know you, you don't guard a player. And and this is where Premier got caught out. And like you said, Shane, they started chipping it around, and it, it was easy for I've seen it. <laughs> we trained it. We're just easy. You just roll across, roll the other side until you, you kick long down the line, or you make a mistake. And that's what St Kilda did. And they capitalise with, with 10 goals. But that type of style only gets you 10 or 12 goals, and that's why Ross is now adding his offensive style to hopefully boost that to 14. Yeah, they had some issues going inside forward 50 as well too. So sometimes that's a cohesion. I always felt that um, training forward half connection was the hardest. Um, building relationships in your front half, that decision-making going inside 50. So it's a bit on... The forwards, it's a bit on the mids, but just no cohesion. 65 entries, um, limited marks from your keys. Um, so, you know, Secure defended the 65 really well with only seven scores. So um, they'll need to go back to the drawing board and, and get to work on their on their connection piece. Yeah, oh, for sure. And look, uh, I, I just don't understand why, all right, that, that's up to the selection panel with Justin, but Amos has got to come in, you know, and, and look, I'd still stick with Tracy had a day to forget, but at the end of the day, I, I, I think Amos and Tracy are still their future up forward and as key position players. And you, you've got to go with that. You know, Fife, they're going to leave Fife there, but, you know, look, he, he could bob up this week against North and kick three or four goals, Fife, and he probably will. And then people go, oh, yeah, but that's against North Melbourne. Um, you know, these are the things that Fremantle have got to look at. and take a bit of pressure off the midfield because Fife in the midfield for a certain period yesterday would have really released their their um, their other midfielders to spread out wide, uh, Shane, and, and get some footy out wide and get the ball going forward. So that didn't happen anyway. And uh, like I said, four points down the drain. Yeah, particularly just to get him in the game a little bit too. He's probably starved of opportunities. You know, St Kilda flooded there. Freo's forward half so yeah just to get in get his hand around the ball um, win a couple of clearance get some you know, field position some territory going Fremantle's way and um, yeah as I said just get him in the game well, and you've coached Shane and, and, and I've coached and you can be stubborn as a coach um, but you, you can't be stubborn where it's going to cost you four points and there's an opportunity still to get four points even though you want to go down a certain path um, you can still get four points by just changing it marginally. And that's what Fremantle needed to do yesterday is, is not be so stubborn in the box and, and try to prove everyone wrong about five and leaving forward. It, it, it's about getting four points. So those four points warranted five moving into the midfield for, uh, you know, uh, 20 or 30 minutes through that second half. And then maybe a Brandon Cox uh, going forward to try and take a mark. Um, you know, they're, they're things you do. And then you go back to what you were doing the following week. It's not like you're, you're changing everything. You know, and I hear the, the I'll throw the baby out with the bath water and, oh, you're going to stick to what you... Well, that's all good and well. But like I said, for, for 
half an hour, you try and win the game still. Hmm. Peter Sumich with us for station sponsor Bunbury Farmers Markets. A thorough review of Fremantle's loss to St Kilda by 15 points at Docklands uh, yesterday afternoon. So some changes this week. Uh, are there any other changes? Sound like you want Amos in potentially for Tavano. Are you looking at any other changes heading into the, the ruse? Oh, look, uh, probably a walker. You know, you've got to, as, as Shane said, the, the rebound, you know, it, it wasn't there. Um, I, I thought Clark was stifled. Um, young a little bit, but Young was probably their best player, in my opinion. Hmm. Um, so their halfbacks got stifled a bit. Um, so to get a, a, a walker back into the side to maybe get a bit more run and that run off halfback and, and penetrate and, and take risk. and it, look, It's high risk, high reward, and we understand that um, you know by, by handballing and running the footy to get more inside 50s in the sense of quality inside 50s. You're going to have 65, like Shane said, but the, the, the quality wasn't there. So you want quality, and to get quality, you've got to burst through a zone. And um, if Fremantle can do that with maybe a walker, get an Amos in, give the kids some games, uh, I think that's about it. They're not going to make too many changes, I wouldn't have thought. Would you look at Josh Corbett? I'm not sure. He's not injured. Rather than a Tracy Storm? Um, look, well, it, 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 it's an interesting one. Yeah, you could. And, and it just depends on what you think. See, you've got to, Fremantle have got to be looking towards a premiership. It might not be this year. This is what I'm saying. You, you, you can lose sight. You, all right, they had a great year last year. And, and they still should make the eight, maybe make the top six. But you know, you've got to you've got to say, well, what's going to win us the premiership? Which key position players, especially up forward for Fremantle, um, can win you a premiership? And I think Amos and Tracy, with games under their belt this year, um, will potentially skyrocket them into a premiership favouritism the following year and the following year after that, maybe you know, three or four years in a row. But I, I just don't know at the moment whether Tavernar's the answer um, for a premiership for Fremantle. So that's how I see it. That's why I've got Amos in and stick with Tracy just to, to see. You know, unfortunately, the kid dropped an early mark and I reckon it really ruined his confidence for the rest of the day. And I've been in that position as a forward that, you know, you drop an early easy one and you just, you, you, your mind goes, you scatters a bit and then suddenly you, you have the, a shocking day. Some of the Eagles on Saturday, they only go down by five points in the end, but for uh, a decent chunk of the game, it was maybe more of the same on the 2022 West Coast Eagles. How do you summate the Eagles' first up loss? Yeah, not good, is it? I, I tipped both Fremantle and West Coast, and I was very buoyant with both my tips, and uh, it's a big failure um, for both WA sides, and probably especially West Coast, especially with the amount of players they've had in, um, you know, premiership players, senior players, you know, Gap and Hunt as well, combining with 10 premiership players. So there's a fair bit there that warranted them winning that game. And, and it, it looked like they didn't really try in the first half or, or rock up to play in the first half. That's how I, I read it and, and seen it. It, it. it was dismal. It was, oh, geez, here we go, another year. We're not going to make finals. You know, it's, it's a bit of that. And... Um, they played like that in the first half, got going in the third quarter, nearly pinched the game, but probably didn't deserve to win at the end. No, big so... issues there, big problems. Oh, look, if they don't beat GWS, boys, and, and I can't tip them anymore, and I'm not going to, 
Um, and they, they, look, they're a chance to beat GWS here with a couple of players out, Kelly and uh, Whitfield with concussion. But I'm not going to tip them. But if they don't beat GWS, they could be zero and eight if you look at their draw. Mm. That's not. <laughs> they're in big trouble. Long way back. Yeah, they got dominated in the second quarter, didn't they? Particularly around the ball and then midfield, you know, inside the contest and also out. Their contest to contest work. You know, Luke Davies, Uniac, uh, Simpkin, Cunnington, they just put them to the sword. Well, then, then I ask you this question, um, Shane. That's a, that's a good point. Weren't the West Coast ra- ranting and raving about how good their preseason and how fit they are? So, what is it then? If they're that fit, and they've had a great pre-season, and you just said what you said then, it's all above the shoulders then, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. The rucks are an issue when Nick's not playing. Uh, when Nick is playing, there's some issues there because he rotates a fair bit uh, off the ground. But inexperienced and raw, still learning their ruck craft, uh, Williams and Jamison. So that was a big issue. Uh, probably not as much well, when... Williams, Williams, Williams I've got to say, was in a few times. It... it Let's, let's call it what it is. He's, he's, he didn't compete a few times in the ruck, and then there was one in the goal square with Larky taking that mark, yep. and, and it was just non-competitive. Now, I, I'd be dropping him straight away. I wouldn't care. I'd go in, put Barras or someone else in the ruck, because it, 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 you just can't have a player who doesn't compete. You know, I'd rather leave Jamison in, who at least competes, but not good enough, um, at the moment, but the kid will compete and have a crack. I'd rather that than a bloke who doesn't have a crack. And, and Williams, to me, was insipid. Mm. You know, he, he, he was insipid with a, a, a fair few contests, and and then you don't give your midfielders first hands. Some some shining lights with four debutants, or Hunt's not a debutant. He's played some footy at Melbourne, but some uh, some positive signs there uh, with Jimby and, and Noah Long. Yeah, yeah, look, those, those kids, and I, I, I put that in the way, I, they're the future, and, and you keep persisting, and they'll go all right. Um, Gimby, 12 tackles, um, outstanding through the midfield in that sense. Four kicks only, probably needed to, you know, get on his trusty left foot a bit more and, and, and penetrate with some more kicks, try and get that up around 10 or 12. But he was under the pump, he was doing all the dirty work, and that's why he probably didn't get the kicks. But, yeah, they've got a lot to work with with three or four of the kids, so just stick with it. What about uh, what? Uh, what elsewhere did you like? So we're in round number one. There were some injuries. There were a couple of MRO decisions. Isaiah Pickett and and Buddy Franklin. There'll be another one today with Shane McAdam. What else did you like or dislike from round number one? Oh look, I, I I like the brand of football that I think most sides now are trying to play, and and it, it gets back to that you know a game on Friday night where it's nineteen goals and sixteen. I think that that's the type game that the supporters like. It's a turnover game, but it's a high-scoring game. It's a quick game. It's a little bit more bruise-free, but then in saying that, other games weren't, you know, and, and I think it was... They've got to stamp out the head-eye stuff, which I think they will. You know, a few of the players didn't need to do what they did, um, but that's just all reaction within a second or so, and you make that decision, and sometimes you make the wrong one with a few of the players who are getting weak in Franklin and Pickett. Um, but overall, I really liked the weekend. Um, you know, the style of play, some nice scores on the board. Um, so, yeah, all around good. Uh, looking very positive going forward. Who was your most disappointing team from round one? 
Oh, look, I, I'd have to say, was the, I, I put them on a same playing field with, with our both sides here. I, I, I would have to say it'd have to be West Coast and Fremantle. You know, both sides. Because I, I've tipped them to win, you know, and I, I just thought, gee, is that what you dished up? Round one was disappointing. So, yeah, two sides here for me. Um, you know, you can throw a few others in, but at the end of the day... Um, yeah, we, we expect more from probably our two sides here. Yep, and that will be the challenge now heading into home games for both in round number two. So my lovely to get your thoughts here on the show this morning. Uh, we'll hear from you again later in the week. Enjoy in the meantime. All right, thanks, Jacob. Thanks, Shane. That's thanks, Peter Sumich. You can read his work in the West Australian uh, throughout the year, uh, thewest.com.au, and also in the, uh, the game and the player ratings, which is certainly already... Uh, gained a fair bit of traction. 